Hey, welcome to the Echo Youth Podcast, where we're going to talk about the Bible, how it applies to our daily lives, and have a lot of fun while we're doing it. My name is Brett Westerfield, and my wife and I are the youth pastors of Echo Youth Ministries at South Coast Christian in San Juan Capistrano, California. And I'm joined today by one of our youth leaders, Ben Wallace. Let's get it. Welcome back to the Echo Youth Podcast. Took a took a few month hiatus, but we're back at it here. Yeah, and uh, we appreciate uh, your patience. If you are a consistent listener, if you're a regular listener, and wondering where the heck we've been. Um, I had uh, you probably. We've, I think we've done an episode since, but I yeah, we've done it we, since. Danielle and I had a, a little baby boy in October, and so that's been um, taking a lot of our time. And Then it was the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas back-to-back. Back. Just yep. took a little time to recharge. Yeah, so it's all good, And uh, but we're back. We're going uh, to try and be more pointed this year with the podcast. Um, I think it's been good in the past, but I want to... Ben and I have been talking about it, and we want to kind of land on some topics clean and it up nail it out so we're gonna do some little different we're not gonna do a draft today we'll have a different segment uh that'll be kind of fun and not that we won't ever do drafts but um just gonna switch it up we'll switch it up back and forth so um cool so what we're gonna do today is uh we have done two messages um on this um we're in a series called boogeyman Yep, and uh, and it's a series on anxiety, and so obviously Boogeyman is kind of a a uh, angst giving character. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's know. it's kind of just well. So the idea here, I'll I'll we'll yeah, do, a little, the, we'll do a little behind the we'll do a little behind the scenes. So the idea is anxiety is most of the time um, untrue um, or fear based on things that are. Um, not really unlikely to happen. Yeah. So it, it's uh, anxiety is anticipating something bad happening in the future. So that's why it's called the boogeyman because the boogeyman doesn't, isn't real. The boogeyman mm-hmm. is um, the anxiety of a child personified um, that yeah. there's something under the bed. There's something hiding in the closet, um, that kind of stuff. And so that's the reason we're calling it that. And so we're going to try and uh, get rid of the, just like Boogeyman, baby. Just like when we were kids, uh, we figured out how to, and our parents helped us through understanding that the Boogeyman wasn't in our closet. And so now we're going to... Yeah. So now we're going to, um, as adults, as um, or as junior hires and high schoolers and everything else, we're going to try and um, get rid of that Boogeyman Combat again. Combat the anxiety. And, uh, so it, it's good. So week one, uh, so you can, they're up on, on uh, here, should be. on here should be the last two episodes. So it's, I, we, I guess we haven't completely left you hanging. We've still got the messages up every week, but, oh yeah. um, this portion of the podcast, um, hasn't been there, but we went MIA. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so week one, basically I'm bit, oh, another kind of plug I'm basing this out of um, this book called Anxious for Nothing by Max Lucado. I think it's a really good base level 
mm-hmm. entry level um, talk on anxiety yeah. um, and how to overcome it biblically. And it's a really easy read, um, and it's, it's just really good. And uh, so, if you're interested in following along, um, you can do that. Grab the book. I'm, I'm sure there's a Bible reading plan to go along with it as well. If you look up "anxious for nothing" on the Bible app, um, and uh, yeah, so that's if you've read the book and, and some of this sounds familiar. Uh, a lot of that's why. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the. Um, um, outline of the series is going to be based on the book and the chapters and things like that. So uh, chapter one of the book is called Less Fret, More Faith. And so it's just kind of an overview. And so I preached um, with that in mind. And uh, and so it basically talks about, breaks down um, anxiety in a way that um, basically says... We talked about the difference between anxiety and fear. So we'll start there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where anxi- uh, fear is like a moment. So like Ben and I are in my garage right now. Well, I'm going to grab something and punch him in the face. Yeah. Or <laughs> or uh, I'm not really um, anticipating Ben doing that. But if <laughs> yeah, you never know if man. there's like a someone breaks into my garage or something and and, cu- and burst this door down and. Um, We're in a pretty vulnerable spot. Yeah, that's that's a that's a moment where I'm. It's going to create some fear, and I'm going to have to react. Um, and then, so that's fear. Anxiety would be me thinking that someone's going to bust the door down, even Any though second. they probably uh, never all, will. Yeah. We could probably do this podcast every day in my garage for the rest of our lives, and probably never have someone bust the door down and try to kill us. Yeah. But but anxiety tells you anxiety every tells single you, time you're in here, it could somebody's happen. gonna come after you, man. Yeah. So that's the idea. It's not the sight of a grizzly bear, but the suspicion of one, two, ten, twenty. 20? <laughs> um, what would that be called? A herd. And so we know, uh, yeah. So we know life is less enjoyable when you're anxious, and so that's the the, the point is, and we know that anxiety is kind of the uh, the pandemic of our youth. Yeah. Um, in the not not to diminish COVID or anything like that, but COVID hasn't really been the pandemic of the junior hires and high schoolers. It's been a relatively uh, minor sickness for them. And so, what is what 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 has happened as a result of the pandemic and everything? And regardless of what you think about it, the matter of fact is that anxiety has gone through the roof and stress yeah. and depression, all these types of things. Mm-hmm. And so we're just trying to combat it. Um. Um. But anxiety, uh, Max Lucado talks about in the book how uh, anxiety is like a mixture of Chicken Little and Eeyore, where <laughs> the sky is falling and it's falling disproportionately on you. I thought that was pretty funny, but yeah, um, and funny not in a way that we're making, making fun, fun of, of it. but we've all been anxious, and so we can all relate. And um, uh, yeah, so we kind of went through that, but there's some staggering facts. The reason that we're doing this, so I'll rattle some of those off real quick. Is, yeah. Um, the U.S. is the most anxious nation in the world. $300 billion uh, spent a year on stress-related ailments through medication and loss of productivity. And from 1997 to 2004, anxiety meds spending in the U.S. went from $900 million to $2.1 billion yeah. in a seven-year span. Um, and so the big question is why. And so what we, talk, what we talked about uh, in the first message is that there's just a lot of things going on. There's change. Mm-hmm. There's... We like to move faster. We uh, have personal challenges. And I think one of the big factors, and we'll dive a little bit more into it 
here than we did on during the service and talk about it. Is, yeah. Um, the effect of social media on anxiety, stress, and depression, all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, Ben, why don't you speak to that real quick? What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, social media just opens up the the comparison void. It becomes yeah. so easy to just look at what everybody else is doing. And then you get this anxious like fear of missing out, this fear of not being enough because you're comparing to somebody's highlight reel. Yeah. to somebody's best pictures they've ever taken and they could be having the worst day of their lives and they post this picture at the beach like take me back this summer mm-hmm. but then that's how you end up viewing their entire life and it's disproportionately um if it doesn't resemble your life perfectly you start to think oh am i am i not good enough am i not in this place yeah. and that's where the anxiety and the fear and the the deep depression can even creep in and so um that's something that just wasn't there in the past. I mean, social media is a relatively new thing and we still don't even understand it. The power that it has, I think. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things. I think the one thing is that social media makes it so that anything terrible happening in the world, you know about it. And we're yeah, as, as a human, uh, as humanity, uh, as fallen beings, we are addicted to negative news lines. Nobody yeah. cares about the good stuff that's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, think about it is you, um, if, if, if you're scrolling on, on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram or whatever, and there's a real, um, homeless man, um, gets job and is, uh, put up in an apartment by local millionaire, mm-hmm. or you have, uh, a real after that, that says, um, Let's say the world is ending. Tsunami, tsunami coming. Tsunami coming soon uh, to California coast. One to f- two foot waves expected. So you you get the point. Like you're, everyone's going to click natural, on the tsunami. Yeah, you're going to go to the the threat. Or even uh, bank robbery versus um, versus youth winter tra- winter retreat. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. you're going to be drawn to you're the bad pick stuff. To the negative thing. So we get uh, back in the day, um, you would get one to two bad things maybe a day if your parents were reading the newspaper. If you're reading the newspaper or watching the news 24-7. Yeah, whereas now you don't need that. As a kid, you're just hearing all these terrible things, and you're hearing terrible things that happened six years ago, but it may, they make it sound like it happened today. Yeah. So it's disproportionately um, evil in the world, according to your eyes. And then the other thing is that, yeah, the, the comparison game – is really rough and so there's this kind of weird paradigm that five years ahead is an eternity and five years ago is like a, 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 a yeah a flash so mm-hmm. what happens is is while we're on social media we see someone that put five years of blood sweat and tears into something and then they were successful and they post their success and you think it was overnight and then you try you you mm-hmm. then decide that you need to do it tomorrow and so when and someone when tells it you, work out, you think, "What the? That yeah. person did it." Yeah. So when someone tells you, "Well, it's going to take probably five, six years," you're like, "No, there's no, no way." No chance. You this did dude, it, yeah. Ron, oh, did we were it just in, a in high school. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, "No, it's been He's five been grinding, years, man." So the thing is that, um, and what happens then is it sends us down in this like this cycle of of uh, is unproductivity a word? But if it's not, we just made it up. So meaning, so I mean, meaning, I guess, yeah. meaning that. Um, Meaning that 
you're basically always shooting for that make a million dollars, make it big, mm-hmm. get YouTube famous. And when famous, it doesn't work out. Or whatever. And then... Um, and then it, this idea didn't work, so you move on to the next one. So you're just really bad at a bunch of different things instead of being good at one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of, and that sends us into this this like anxious spiral as well, where we ex- we expect to be. This isn't working. This yeah. isn't working. We expect to be. Am like I ever gonna get my neighbor break? Yeah. Tomorrow, when our when our neighbor could have spent five six years on it. Yeah. So you just be patient, be who you are. You don't have to grab anybody else's calling, but yeah. Um. So then. The scripture is kind of, you guys know that uh, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice, and then it goes on to say be anxious for nothing, all this kind of stuff. So that Mm -hmm. um, uh, is kind of the scripture we're going by, and uh, and it has some really good uh, points. But um, so then this, so that was the first week, and then this last week we went into uh, a talk about sovereignty. Yeah. And so the it's focusing on the rejoice part of the scripture and uh, Max Lucado entitles the chapter uh, rejoicing in sovereignty. And I, I entitled the message that we preached based on it, uh, safety and sovereignty. And so mm-hmm. um, it's basically the idea that God runs the universe and the world and everything else that you could possibly imagine. And so it's as long okay. as you're with him. Yeah, you're good. It's going to be okay. Um, And so we have these like stabilizing answers that, or answers to question these four questions. The first one is, is anyone in control of the universe? The second is, does life have a purpose? And then is, do I have value? And is this life all there is? And there's um, many different questions mm-hmm. or answers uh, to those questions. And it usually, land, the answers to those questions usually dictate the amount of anxiety we have in our lives. Yeah. Is anyone in control of the universe? Uh, if your answer is no... You're pretty anxious. If your answer is yes, you're you're going in the right direction. Uh, does life have a purpose? If your answer is no, you're typically more anxious. If your answer is yes, and you feel like you know what your purpose is, then there's a lot less stress there. Yep. Um, do I have value? If your answer is no, uh, then you... That's probably one of the biggest ones. ...are anxious and stressed and depressed and all that kind of stuff. And if your answer is yes, I have value, and you figure out where you might fit into the grand scheme of life and it's not relative value uh, it's not that i'm as valuable to pop culture as beyonce it's yeah. that i'm valuable to what god has chosen me to do in this world mm-hmm. um whatever that is uh and then is this life all there is if your answer is no which is a good thing that, that's the good one on this one yeah uh, if your answer is no this life is not all that there is there's life after this and we get to spend eternity with god then it, you're less anxious if your answer is yes this is all there is and after you you die the lights out. go out that's a very anxious way to live mm-hmm. um and uh so but basically it goes into this idea that we talked about that anxiety is often the consequence of perceived chaos and this is a really interesting conversation point yeah um, are we, do we see the world as chaotic or do we see the world as orderly? And obviously the world at times is very chaotic. chaotic. Um, but how is our world? And this is a really, really good conversation. So there's, mm-hmm. um, I have friends, family, people around me all the time that the world is ending every other day. Um, <laughs> every shortage, yeah. every, every um, sense of a problem, the whole world falling down. Yeah. It's like this, this is running out. This is running out. Uh, COVID is going to kill us all. You know, you know, yeah. you've heard everything you've heard it all. Um, 
California is going up in flames because of local government or whatever it is. And so you get this picture of the maybe the world as a whole. Yeah. And then but you never actually look at your world. What does your world look like? Mm-hmm. And most of the time your world is very orderly, even if the world around you is chaotic. And so yeah. um a big pic a big world picture um is really very is really anxious uh and stressful in a in a in a um pointed uh directed my world um viewpoint is usually less stressed yeah and the thing is actually your street your neighborhood your school whatever it is is bigger in in relationship than the rest of the world to you let me let me let me break flesh that out uh there's some article or or um something written on this and so i'd love to give credit but i don't remember um who it was um Mm -hmm. but think about this if i spent the next year traveling the world the world becomes me Hmm. so i leave danielle and vince here and i travel the world by myself okay so i go to italy for mm-hmm. a week by myself. Mm-hmm. Am I, do I have any accountability there? No. Then I go to New Zealand for a week by myself. Do I have any accountability there? I don't know anybody. Yeah, it's, it's just, just me. You. It's yeah. just me. It's just me and a bunch of people that don't speak my language. Yeah. Uh, then I go to Russia for a week. Mm-hmm. Then I go to whatever. You name you it. And for up, the yeah. next year, 52 weeks, I'm going to all these different places. And the really the only person I encountered really was myself. I might have made a few friends here and there, but nothing lasting. Now, let's go back home, and I invite my neighbor over for dinner. Mm -hmm. Now, every time I come home and I see that neighbor, there's a relationship built there. Then I go down to the next neighbor, and I invite them over. So then if if I invite all my neighbors, my 20 neighbors on the street, my world just got massive, just huge. Yeah, My world just grew from zero to 100 200 people really quick. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, and so people think that the the world is the better picture of, of life and I've got to go experience the world and do all this kind of stuff. And, and there's nothing wrong with traveling or doing any of that. But it's not to make your world bigger. It actually makes your world smaller. Yeah, it isolates you. The The way that you can actually impact the world. I'm not going to go to Italy and impact the world. I'm not changing the world by traveling and and and. and and being with people and breaking through the language barrier. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I think there's really awesome things that can happen, especially through mission trips and feeding the hungry and doing stuff like that. that that's very mm-hmm. pointed. Yeah. But I'm not going to change the world by going and having a translator tell people that, you know, what I mean? well, whatever it is. But yeah. I could possibly start a, a change the world in my neighborhood that, yeah. that, that ripples out into my city and then out into my county and then to my state and then it can go from there. It's huge, yeah. Um, but so sometimes we have it backwards and that's kind of the... Um, and that's helped me with perceived chaos versus um, perceived order, I guess. Mm-hmm. My life, even if... So like right now we live in California. California's it's local government is wild... And crazy, and there is a point that it would get too far for me that I would have to have some serious conversations or whatever. Yeah. Um. But, um. 
even if it looks chaotic on the outside, my life has really minimally changed. changed. Yeah. Yeah. And so I will go crazy if I follow all the all the articles coming out about what Newsom's doing here, there, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I focus on my, my life, what tomorrow looks like, how to raise yeah. my son and and love my wife, it changes really minimally. Yeah. So it's all it's all perspective. It's all relative. Um, some may think that's ignorant. Um, and you can have that opinion, but I've got one life to live. Yeah, and I don't really uh, want to live it freaking I'm li- out about what's going on. I uh, yeah, I prefer to live it with Danielle and Vince, and not with Gavin Newsom. So <laughs> yeah, um, sorry, but that not dude's really. not going to live rent free in my head. He's just not. Yeah. Um, whether you like him or not, even if you if you even if you like the guy and you are super stoked about all the government changes and stuff like that, still, I'm not even going to do that. I'm not even. It's like when. Uh, different presidents or whatever were in office that I enjoyed. I'm still not worshiping those dudes. Cause I got a family to yeah, my life have relationships with. I don't care. Here, yeah. Um, anyways, I'm going on a rant, but, <laughs> but I think it's good. Um, so it's like, this was interesting. Psychologists did a study on world war two soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, about after about 60 days of straight combat ground combat, um, the troops were, um, individually, after about 60 days were um basically deemed emotionally dead. Yeah. Um but astonishingly enough um the um pilots the fighter pilots the the jet or they weren't really jets back then but I think they I, maybe the they were. Yeah. Well, um, I mean they were starting. But yeah. the uh the fighter pilots had the opposite reaction even though their mortality rate was 50%. One one out of two fighter pilots in World War 2 was going to die. Yeah. Um, which is, but they crazy. felt like they had control. That's the difference. The the ground troops they, they had could the joystick. They step could on a mine. They could get their head blown off by something random coming out. Whatever, they get bombed. Whereas you're when you're in the plane, they felt like they had a little bit more control. So that's the the formula. P- perceived chaos creates fear and anxiety, and perceived control creates calm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to figure out how how do we how do we create this calm? How do we go from chaotic to orderly? And so I think one of the steps, like I said, is is focusing on your world, not the whole world. Yeah. And then the other step that I think is good is not trying to control everything. And and so we talked about um, instead of trying to control, uh, we relinquish the control. And so instead of trying to take the control, we relinquish it. Yeah. Um, and that's what the Bible talks about is that I give control to back over to God. And that's how I that's get through. That's where understanding the sovereignty of God comes in. Yes. So that's like the big kicker. That's the whole point of the message was that, you know, week one, it was like, hey, we have more faith in God. It was kind of just an overview. Week two was God is in control. Yeah. And if I try to be in control, I'll never have control. So then I'll just be anxious all the time. So I have to relinquish my control back over to God. That's Um, good. So that's the point. Now, uh, Ben, anything to close that out? Kind of. No, I think we, we we blazed through it pretty good. Sick. Covered all the notes I took from you, so. Yeah, so um, if we, if you have any questions, um, even about your own personal story about anxiety or whatever, hit up. Um, you can boy. you can DM the um, Echo Youth um, Instagram page, yes, and you'll rename anonymous. Right now, I'm the only one that's seeing those messages, so uh, you could just DM that and uh, drop us your questions, and we won't 
um, say your name unless you want us to. Um, but yeah, that'd be great. Let's move on. We're going to change it up a little bit today. No draft. We're going to play no Would draft. You Rather. Yeah, we and, are. And uh, I think it'd be pretty fun. And so, uh, Ben, you can start it off, and we'll just take a few minutes to discuss these random crazy concepts. Okay, here we go. Would you rather? Would you rather be able to talk to animals or speak all foreign languages? Dang. Probably foreign languages. Foreign languages? Basically, the question comes down to, would you rather communicate with the human with race or animals? or animals? <laughs> so probably probably the foreign language one would be much more... Um, It'd be beneficial for beneficial. your life. Yeah, you could talk to literally anybody. I think... I'm just afraid of like animals like... Being weird, bro. Well, <laughs> I'm afraid of like what they think about me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they probably... Birds fly by. Look at that loser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, dude. Some rat in my backyard is like... <laughs> this dude's an idiot. I've been in his house all guy, week. Yeah. <laughs> Like what? Or my dog? Like break my dude, heart. Roxy. What Roxy actually thinks about me? You know what I mean? I'll just keep her. We'll yeah, just keep she, it. Dude, you gotta keep. Yeah, you yeah. can't talk to her. That's a good one though. All right. Okay. Got one. Um. Would you rather have the ability to move things with your mind? Okay. Like telekinesis. Yep. Or the ability to read other people's minds. I feel like this is another thing. You could read people's minds and just get hurt. Yeah. It's telekinesis. There's no way yeah, I'm, I'm trying I'm to figure stuff. out what everybody's yeah, telekinesis, thinking. Telekinesis, man. Um, that's, that's a bad leadership strategy to figure out what everybody's thinking yeah, about no, you. No. No chance. I actually don't want to know. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, would you rather be without internet for a week or without your phone? Without internet or without your phone? Uh, without internet. I got data unlimited. Yeah. Okay, I guess that counts, yeah. <laughs> Let's cheesed, go. Um, okay. Would you rather be forced to sing along or dance to every single song that you hear? Sing. So as soon as a song comes on, you got to sing it like at the top of your lungs or you got to just get down and boogie with it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like singing's <laughs> just more convenient. Like yeah. I don't have I'm not dropping everything to start busting down every time. But you could sing like on the fly. I don't know. I think I'm taking dance because this no is chance, every man. single song. Yeah, but so how, like I'm sitting. I'm wearing earplugs everywhere I go. Then. <laughs> so then I'm sitting in a restaurant eating dinner with my wife. I'd rather just start singing than get up and start dancing. No, nah, I'd boogie because I can still <laughs> I can still have a conversation with my wife instead of just singing. She's like, "Hey, yeah, Brett, how was your day?" And I'm like. The weather outside. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fair. Yes. You know, whereas I can get up and I'm like, it's pretty good. I'll be yours. You know? Yeah, I, mean? I guess that's. Well, how long do you have to dance for? Just all music every time. The whole song. No, I, yeah, I'm singing it. Forget that, man. It'd be a good workout. I'd be skinny as heck. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Pause. Um, let's see. Oh, would you rather say anything that's on your mind always or never speak again? That one's kind of hard. I'll learn say sign, say I'll, whatever's on your mind. I'll learn sign, sign language. language. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'll probably say whatever's on my mind. It'll clean me up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it'd make you a better person. I feel like I feel like I don't actually have that bad of thoughts. No, me either. Usually if I'm being people. super honest, like yeah, well, I don't I, think it would be that detrimental. I'd hurt some people for sure. Oh, I'd but, say something stupid, but not to the extent that 
uh, it's worth not time. talking ever again. Okay, here's one for Ben specifically. Oh no, it doesn't relate to me. Okay, would you rather find true love today? Okay, or win the lottery next year? Oh God, this guy. This is tr- like true love. Like yeah. you don't just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Long lasting. Yeah, you're in it for the long. Grow old together. Yeah. Raise the kids. Best friend of you've ever had. Yeah. Or win the lottery next year. And not saying you can't find true love later on. It's yeah, just yeah, you're yeah. guaranteed to find it today. <laughs> I'm picking that one. True love? Yeah. All right. I, who, I feel like who did you think about when no, I was right. kidding? No no chance. <laughs> oh no, I just think like I'm content with the money I have now. I mean I'd like to make more, but I don't need to win the lottery. Yeah. I could I'm kind of a hopeless romantic. I could find my wife sometime. That'd be sick. Um, um, so who, so who do you think (laughs) we just get like into like this, like deep talk? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Would you rather always be hot or always be cold? I know mine for that all day. I would always be cold. That's what I'm saying too. It's way easier to warm up than to cool down. Yeah. Just wear extra layers, bro. I don't know, but you've also it's it's both, man. Okay, so I grew up in Vegas. I remember every winter it was freezing cold because it's a desert, so it's like yeah, so windy. It's a drastic difference. And I was like, yeah. dude, I can't wait for it to be summer. And then it's summer and then every summer, and I'm like, dude, I can't wait for it to be winter. So they both suck if we're being real, but yeah, yeah. But here, okay, here's the thing though. So it says always cold or always warm. Yes. But what if there's no? What if that means there's no remedy? You're always you're cold. Always cold or always or warm. Or you're always warm. I think I'd still always be cold, to be honest. I think it gets closer if there's no remedy. But getting being really hot makes me feel kind of sick, too. That sucks. Yeah. Are right, you want to do one more? Yeah. Would you rather be in jail for five years? <laughs> okay. Or be in a coma for ten? I'm going to jail, man. I, f- I could make friends in there. <laughs> like I feel like, dude, a coma for ten years. Ten years. That's like a lot of life, man. I'd rather take well, five years. Twenty one. Yeah. So yeah, you'd be in jail till you're twenty six. That's my age. Yeah, that's, that's not, not that, that bad. bad. That's not that bad. I mean, or you could be, or you could wake up thirty one years old. No, still shot. no wife. No shot. <laughs> Wait, did I get my true love the day I went into a coma? Then I'm good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm good. I locked it down and then went, <laughs> went to a coma. That'd be, that'd be like rough. Nah, I'm going to jail, man. I could at least have human interaction. You uh, hopefully you'd visit me. Come talk to me through the window, through <laughs> the payphone. No chance. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't be. A, why did you go to jail? I can't be associated with you. Oh yeah, that's true, man. Uh, well, it's probably like tax fraud. Because <laughs> I didn't win the lottery. Tax fraud. No, you won the lottery. You just didn't pay your taxes on it. You said three hundred billion. I bought my three hundred billion dollars. What happened to three hundred billion, Joe? You know, come on. I'm walking away with two hundred and fifty billion. <laughs> Probably like one seventy five. I know exactly. Uh, yeah, taxes on that kind of stuff is like forty yeah, percent. Yeah, it's, it's massive, obnoxious. Yeah. All right. Do you want one more? Or are we good? I gotta open it back up if you want one more. Let's see. Hold on. Oh, this was funny. Okay, would you rather always be underdressed or <laughs> always be overdressed? 
So at every wedding you go to, you're yeah, shorts you're and a t-shirt. T- cargo shorts yeah. and flip-flops. Or everywhere you go, you're wearing a suit. Dude, I'm wearing a suit everywhere. Cause I, feel I like, think I'd rather I be feel overdressed, like, too. I feel like that's just icy, dude. Yeah, yeah. You'd get so many compliments. Yeah, you can look drippy. <laughs> Yeah. So funny story, and then we'll wrap it up. I in uh, in college, uh, which I'm going back to college, so that's pretty fun. But yep. uh, when I when I was first in college, uh, my freshman year, 18 years old, you know, have living life. There was this kid, um, um, Kyle Brown was his name, that's and uh, he <laughs> he wore suits every single day. He's just a legend, honestly. So I'm rolling up in sweats to my 8 a.m. or whatever class. Yeah, or, lecture. You gotta go yeah, sit there. Or just jeans, a t-shirt, whatever I'm wearing. And this dude is in a suit every <laughs> single see, I feel like that's day. hype. Like for his whole college career, four years straight. I never saw him out of a suit. The, 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 <laughs> and listen, dude, this is, it gets wild. So suit every day. Like like jacket, slacks, like nice shoes, tie, shirt. And they weren't like they weren't just like gr- Some cheap suits. Yeah, they yeah. were nice. And like, <laughs> like, like he spent he some was money on dapper. his suit game. Yeah, he yeah. was. Even when it was like raining, he had He's this he suit. had this suit and a nice trench coat. Like it yep. was just okay. And then his pajamas, <laughs> they were silk. It was a silk suit. <laughs> like. He just put on his night suit. No, I'm not kidding you, dude. It was like, so he he it was like the it was like these red, uh, silk, Slack, like pajama bottoms, and then this this <laughs> silk robe coat. Yep. With these like fuzzy Gucci slippers. Yeah. And then embroidered his initials. Yeah. Everything. And then and then like a uh, a more comfy shirt, um, but. And it was open. He didn't wear a tie at night. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, come on. He's going to sleep. But I'm not joking. Twenty four seven. I never in. saw him wear anything else ever. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it was sick. He was the like the meme of the college. Like, yeah, he's like, constantly in the suit. <laughs> where we did this thing, uh, humans versus zombies, where it's like this giant game of infected, like with yeah, the whole with the college. Whole college yeah. And he's running around in, in a, a full suit, suit just like slaying <laughs> he's people, tapping yeah. people. That's hype. It's really funny, but. Anyways, so yeah, I'd probably take the I'd probably take overdressed. Oh yeah, I'm I'm overdressing. I don't want to I don't want to be that guy that shows up. Like I got friends that haven't been married yet. I don't want to show up at their wedding, my own wedding, like looking like a goofball. No shot. At my wedding, my one of one of my best friends, um, he's in. Oh, he was in by. I fart. <laughs> you didn't have to tell anybody. Nobody would have heard. I do, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! Man, now he's dying. One of my friends who was in the wedding, his dad calls me. Hey, Brett. I said, "What's up?" Hey, so uh, we're down at Palm Springs right now, getting ready to drive over there for your wedding. I uh, realized you didn't pack any wedding clothes. Are you cool if I just wear some <laughs> shorts and and a Hawaiian shirt? Is that is that is that underdressed? I thought it's pretty. It'd be fine because it's kind of down by the beach. What do you think? I was like, I don't care. It's fine. Shop, you shop, man. He shows up in flip flops, shorts, <laughs> yeah. and a Hawaiian shirt, buttoned down to his belly button. I was like, dude, yeah, yo, get your dad, dude. <laughs> um, but pure anyways, comedy, fun times. Okay, so that was a that was fun. I like that. Was that. fun, yeah. Um, we'll switch it up every once in a while, but we're back. Thank you. Tell your friends. Thanks for sticking around, making it through. All the good stuff. This week we're gonna talk about 
Uh, no, nah, I'm not gonna tell you. You're gonna have to tune in. You're just gonna have so. to show up or listen to this if you can't make it. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, love you. We'll catch you next week. Um, as always, I'm Brett. I'm Ben. And cue the outro. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. <laughs>